Okay, hey guys, hopefully you can hear me. This is like my third time <laughs> recording this fucking podcast. Uh, I don't know if it like uploaded weird or what, so this is going to be really condensed down because I literally recorded like an hour podcast before and it just did not fucking record. Or it recorded but it didn't upload right, so this is going to be like a retake conversation of that. And all of it's already been said, so here we fucking go. Uh, You know, light up your jazz cigarette, your bong, your get your drink, glass of wine, get your coffee, your tea, your whatever the fuck you do when you chill and just let's talk about some weird shit. So I'm making this as like a separate like segment, but I'm going to try and make it at least half hour long, (laughs) hopefully, um... Jesus. Uh, so I this is going to be a retake, like a third retake of an episode that would not upload. It just would not upload from my iPad. It's like, and I tried to upload on YouTube first, talked about that, and it wouldn't let me. So hopefully this records and uploads correctly. Fingers crossed. Um, and hopefully we have a good session today. So, like, what what were the chosen topics? So, I'm going to tell you this story. Uh, one of my people wanted me to talk about drug dealing. I'm probably not going to talk about myself very much um, with that aspect for obvious reasons, but because I don't have a whole lot of stuff to talk about with that. Uh, but I can tell about stories I've heard. And we could talk, I'm going to tell you a story about my mom. We could talk about a story she told me when I was younger about her first experience with drug dealers. And so, like, my mom was friends with this girl in middle school. And now they were, like, almost out of middle school, okay? So this is, like, 8th or ninth grade, depending on, like, if they taught ninth grade at this middle school or not. But... And it's kind of in the ghetto. It's the west end of where she was going to school at the time. I also went to the same school, but obviously things weren't the same in middle school um, for me as they were for her in the 90s. And, like, (laughs) it's just so funny. Her friend, her mom in particular, I think the dad too, were, like, super, like, hardcore drug dealers. And... I guess they they get out of school and they're like, this girl's like, let's go have this, let's go have a party at my house. It's like a Friday or something. And this person also had older siblings, so it was fairly easy to get this shit to like, rockin' ass, like house party, um, like Project X almost shit. Now, this house is also, obviously the cops have been watching this house. They Everybody knows this that they're drug dealers, probably, at this point. Um, the cops just haven't had, like, an excuse to raid this house for whatever reason yet. And they have this huge-ass party, really loud-ass Friday night party with underage drinking and drugs, of course, and shit like that. My mom really only fucked with weed and maybe a little bit of drinking, but the other shit she didn't really touch at that point. Um, and, you know, kids are stupid or whatever, experimenting, and... So they're upstairs at this big-ass party, and they're doing, like, bong rips or whatever. 
And you know when you get too high and you pass the fuck out? That's what happened to my mom and she passes out at this party and uh, her good friend is like, holy shit, she blah 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 passed out. Oh, what a fucking noob or what, they wouldn't say noob, but what a fucking nerd or whatever. What a fucking, uh, you know, wussy or whatever. So she's unconscious. She's got the bong in one hand and a bag of weed in the other, like dope. And fucking, then the cops come to the house because now there's a disturbance and they need to shut this party down. But also, they're like, oh no, now we have to search your house because there's underage drinking and minors here and blah, blah, blah. So the house gets raided. Now, her friend, their parents had given them like a protocol if this shit ever went down to just leave the house. So she quickly took my mom who still had a bong and a bag of weed in her hand and pushed her rolled her body unconscious body into the closet and covered her up with a bunch of um coats in the corner and left her there so my mom woke up in a closet dark ass closet under a bunch of shit in this house that had already been raided and everybody was out of like hours later and just went home and was like what the fuck like total what the shit moment like what was I thinking type holy shit um can't believe I made it out of that or whatever and so that's a funny drug dealer story kind of um so that's that was when my mom was in like eighth or ninth grade that's pretty fucked up story um that's crazy I bet they scattered like oh no it's the cops Oh no. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of what the other topic was. Um, the problem is I hate redoing this recording so many times because it feels like I'm running through it now and I don't know if it's going to be an hour or not. So that's kind of disappointing. Um, the other topic was by a friend uh, who drives a lot and wanted me to talk about sex and particularly because they know me personally, uh, like, they know that I'm a little bit, just a tiny bit, little tiny bit of a sadist, but just not with everything, though, just with, you know, personal relationships, uh, when it comes to, you know, sex and whatnot, and so she wanted me to talk about me in particular, what I do, but I don't really think that's necessary I feel like it exposes me too much and that it uh I don't know it's just it's not that interesting to me to talk about you know like personal stuff and it's not fair to the other people involved in it but I will talk about uh the topic of dominant and submissive relationships because I'm like a well-known dominant person just in like regular life because it's sadist is not all about hurting people because it sexually turns you on that's not always the thing um but like a dominant and submissive role is taken in any relationship whether you're male female trans non-binary anything under the rainbow spectrum anything I'm not that's not all of them and I don't care because I'm neither straight nor gay either myself, so I kind of fall into that weird queer kind of uh, category. Um, 
And so it appears in any fashion, any environment, there is a dominant submissive role taken, regardless of your gender or sex or the way you identify yourself. And, like, the only thing you have to reference when you're growing up is relationships you've seen. So, like, uh, for instance, I graduated high school early, like a semester early, and went straight into massage, or went straight to college for massage, and then went straight to work for my current bosses. Um, and it's kind of weird, because I've, like, grown up career-wise, like, around them. They've, like, kind of raised me career-wise, in a way. And uh, they're really cool people, really nice people. Nobody is 100% satisfied with their boss or work, like, or, like, 100% no problems ever. So, like, I might complain about shit on here, but I won't ever say names or brands or nothing like that or, you know, identify anything that would put them in jeopardy. But, like, I've learned a lot from them and... And it's kind of weird. It's like they've been like a, like a workplace mom and dad almost because it's like the two main like long-lasting relationships I've been able to see besides like friends and family and shit. It's like a third kind of relationship perspective to watch. Um, but the thing that I like most about their kind of relationship is that it's very much based around, uh, like, communication, because it's hard. Like, they're the most fucking workingest people I've ever met. Like, they just, just all the time. I don't know how the fuck they, they do it, but kudos to them. It's just, I, I'm, like, shocked sometimes how they can get what they need to get done, done. And I understand, like, and I've said stuff in, like, the past podcast where I was upset, but, like, and I've talked to them since then, and it's just chill. It was out of circumstance, and I get it. Like, you got a business to run, like, but they're so, like, cool about it, the way they go about it. I just, I feel like, I don't know, like, they're just good people, and yeah, you're, they're your boss, though. Like, you can't just always think like even if they're really nice people like they are it's 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 kind of some of that shits can be out of their hands you know um but they're really cool and they talk to me about it so like the bosses and I are cool and shit right now so I just I admire their relationship sometimes how they can get it to still work with all their crazy scheduling and whatnot um uh, but, like, dominant and submissive relationships, it's not all about sex, guys. It's, and it's not even just about being, like, a sadist or a masochist or none of that shit. It's, it's, like, emotional and behavioral. It's your social interaction with people and how you, like, mediate yourself. Like, even with, like, my parents, like, you just have what you see. So, watching those two, I would say, like, with, uh my work mom and dad or my my bosses that I've I've kind of like grew up around basically I was like 18 when I started so I was still a kid I was still a teenager um so they've kind of gotten to watch me grow up as well and uh so just it's just 
weird. Like, you, you can see, like, they trade off now and again because now they're trying to expand or whatever. And so now there's more work to be done. So now they're more separated. But it's split up between not so much dominance. It's it's not a sex thing. It's a dominant and submissive role. Like, someone has to be dominant decision maker and someone has to work with that plan you know what I'm saying like you can't have two bosses like well I mean you can but you can't have two people trying to make separate decisions at once uh and calling the shots at once unless it's like a singular plan you can't have like two chiefs and not enough Indians or whatever I don't mean that in the derogatory term but just the metaphorical term of that that kind of saying so it's like they have to trade off sometimes, uh, and I'm sure it's difficult. But even in that relationship, I would say that she would be pretty much the one making the most decisions and being the dominant like decision maker. Um, and like, I don't really work with him as much because he's uh more in charge of some of the other stuff that we don't interact as much plus I'm usually pretty busy so um anyway I would say she's probably more dominant but they also you see them have to trade off because someone's got to go do you know the other part of the work in another place and someone's got to stay and keep watch over that shit and it's just it's it's I just don't know how they do it (laughs) but they kind of have that my parents I would even say, like, with my parents, uh, like, my mom's definitely the more dominant uh, personality, the decision maker. And I know he might argue with that. I'm sorry, Dad. (laughs) I'm sorry, Dad. Uh, But, no, Mom's in charge. She's definitely in charge. Um, And, like, (laughs) it's just, you see that. And, like, also, I'd like to praise... On another side note, guys, when you go to get your girls or your significant other their feminine products from the store, I'd like to praise you because you is the man, like, not just the man, like, in that sense, but I know it's gross, guys, but when you go to do that, it's really sweet, and you'll win brownie points from me because that is awesome because you don't give a shit about what anybody else thinks you's gonna help your significant other or others out because my dad always did that he did not give a fuck and like dudes would give him shit going to the store to go get like pads and tampons and shit like that and uh like feminine like deodorant products and whatnot and he was like man fuck you I I have you know two daughters a wife um he's like so just fuck off because this is it's not something you can control it's like everybody shits everybody buys toilet paper you're not ashamed of that are you no you can't stop this from happening it's got to happen so kudos to that y'all who go out there and get the feminine products at the store when you're getting groceries for your girls just or for even like if it's a gay couple like if you're the one going and getting all the like products and whatnot for upkeep praise to you Top or bottom, praise to you. Um, and 
that's kind of what I, and also on the sadist domination aspect, not in the domination and like behavioral, but this is the sexual one that she wanted to hear about with just me. Um, for me, it's like, I don't know if this is for all of them, but this is for my version of this, in my opinion, that we feel so deeply and we feel an intense anger at the world at some points that it gets too much to express in other ways like I paint, uh, I like charcoal, I like music, I like to lift weights, I mean I use cannabis for like depression, anxiety, and insomnia. (laughs) Uh, And then like you know there's plenty of things crutches and ways to express yourself to get rid of anger and harsh feelings and pent-up energy but like it just happens to express in the bedroom for me sometimes not all the time but I'd say most of the time and it's never like I'm not trying to like hurt people and in no way does it lead into any of my like work uh, you know, it's, it's nothing like that. I never want to cause harm to anyone. We take an oath just like doctors do. I will not cause harm. And I will, uh, you know, adhere to the upkeep of my clients and help them in the best way that I can with my expertise. And that's it. Sometimes deep tissue hurts, but like, you know, it's it's not like a vindictive, sadistic thing. I never carry that over into the other stuff. Not all the time. And I might say it, but I'm really just like goofing around. I've never gotten like a sexual kick out of like hurting people in like massage or sports or any of that shit. Never. Um, I enjoy helping people most of all. And with my strength, it comes to my advantage to do it so. Um, I would say it's a lot, domination's a lot about control and having control over the situation. Um, but the reason why in the bedroom when it is about sex, where I feel so deeply an intense pain at the world sometimes that I like, I feel like so alone. I know I'm not the only one, but I just don't seem to come in contact with people that are in tune with what I'm feeling and it's like it's hard to express another any other form if if you could catch my meaning and like I just want someone to feel the same that I did uh or that I do and so like in those moments when you know you're you're with your lover whoever and you know you're doing some kind of like aggressive shit but like the person's into it like there's two relationships with me I would say like there's the regular you know (laughs) you know goo goo gaga over each other you know we're do public things together we go out and see movies and go out to dinner and we Netflix and chill and you know we cuddle and have sex like regular potatoes like it's just it's just you know the typical Plano you know relationship uh, with love, I'm not saying those sh- that shit ain't meaningful. I mean, I, that shit sounds comfortable and I like it, but it also sounds a little boring, uh, in a sense, to me, and unintense, like it should be, 
to keep that shit going. Even in polyamorous fucking relationships, I suppose it's that way too, but like, and then the secondary relationship is where it's just physical. It's not, you know, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. Like, we're not actually emotionally involved with each other. And you're probably, the reason why we're having this secondary relation type, relationship type is because we probably have discussed, like, our boundaries and our rules, and you're into that shit, most likely, I would say. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of like that. It's not so much, you know, that I'm doing it, you know, against your will or anything. Like, that person is probably fully a hundred percent aware of what's going to go down like before it happens uh, most most times so like I never just spring it on people don't ever do that I'm not that kind of person and I don't have to do it all the time it's just sometimes you know just that fucking it's not like an itch or anything but it's just the way I am okay it's 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 the intense pain and the anger built up and I just don't know how else to express it and this is what works for me so that's why it's not just about hurting people it's about bringing someone to that level of pain and intense emotion when you're alone together and finally having them for a brief second really understand what level your fucking you know emotions and your kind of soul is on it's like they finally are at an equal ground with you in those moments. And most times they're into that, but sometimes it could be scary for people. Um, so just be careful if y'all are doing, like, experimental shit where... <laughs> just don't hurt yourselves, let's put it that way. Um, I'm not into mutilation or none of that shit. Uh, I've had instances where it was like people wanted that and I'm like dude I uh I don't like to do certain things to that extent uh like even I have standards okay <clears throat> but I'll tr you know I'm not like a skittish person I'll, I'll try new shit um just if you ask I hate people when they're indecisive like that so then that's also another reason why I'm more dominant because I hate like, people not wanting to make a decision. So I'm like, I'll make the decision since no one else wants to do it. It's it's kind of dumb. But anyway, so that's the end of that topic. Uh, I hope it was semi-entertaining and, you know, kind of informative. It's personal shit, but it's okay. Um, and I hope everybody listens to it, gets something from it at least, and it's it's not like, it's just kind of entertaining and it's just my personal opinion and it's not meant to, you know, do anything like tragic or anything. I'm not like condemning any actions or anything like that, but um, just trying to get this podcast finally fucking recorded. <laughs> I know I say cuss words a lot and I don't care. Um... Let's see. Let's talk about some crazy shit that's been going on lately. Um, so what the fuck is up with this Chris Watts murder shit? He was like, we were talking about this at work a little bit. 
um and even our my boss that was there yesterday uh was like yeah man i don't i don't know he just people are just crazy and he's like totally right and uh like other people are talking to me about it this chris watts dude looks 100 percent normal i'm like hell yeah he looks normal ted bundy looked fucking normal people thought he was even handsome and shit like Zac Efron's supposed to play Ted Bundy in a new, uh, like, suspense film. And he, like, grew a beard and everything. They had fucking Zac Efron is playing Ted Bundy in a film, okay? And Ted Bundy, if you looked at him, like, when he had his beard and shit, because he had pictures where he had a beard, or when, like, he was clean-shaven his hair was nice, like, I'm not saying he's attractive, but I could see, he looks totally, like, normal- like a regular dude on the street and actually kind of good looking people said he had a very calm nice demeanor and he was funny and women loved him uh and but that dude fucking killed a bunch of fucking women like look at jeffrey dahmer like his teenage years some of his teenage pictures he's kind of cute like he's blonde uh he's a little pale he's got blue eyes he got glasses and that boy was first refused from the uh, military because he couldn't pass his psychological uh, backgrounding and profiling. He said he's disturbed in some way uh, or that he was a psychopath or something. I don't know how they declare that shit and refuse you, but something's wrong with this boy, okay? And, like, what pisses me off about that part is that the army or military, whoever did this, knew that he was fucked up and refused him entry but didn't say anything to anyone else. Like, I don't know what, you know, happened in this, like, profiling interview or whatever they did, but they refused him entry for a reason. And don't you think, like, if the military is going to refuse someone because of their, like, personality and behavior, why the fuck would they let other people, like, why would they let them just, oh, I guess you're not getting in, bye, and then they let them go off? Now they're discouraged and they're fucking crazy, uh, which is not <laughs> uh, a politically correct term. Uh, but now they're discouraged and out on the street. So, what the hell? Like, nobody said anything about him. But anyway, Chris Watts and this fucking murder... This dude was, like, plain, normal-looking dude. And I watched this. This is the spookiest thing I ever saw. I watched, the like, the uh, his, the pregnancy reaction video where she's like, Honey, I'm pregnant, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, like, blank. You could tell he was not happy or, like, not the usual response, you know, that dads have when their wife's pregnant with the baby. Uh... He was like, great, and, like, had this fucked up look in his eye in the video. I'm like, dude, you should have known then at that reaction, because they had the two daughters. Chris Watts had, was married to this woman, Shannon, and they had two daughters. One, I think, was named Celise, and the other one was Bella. Two little girls. And he killed them. They haven't said how yet, but they're dead. And basically, what went down... This is some of the shit I heard. What went down is that I heard a tale where a family member said they hadn't heard anything from the wife, heard anything from them. So she reported something or checked in on them and thought it was weird. And then, because no one was there, the wife and daughters were missing. 
So that's fucked up. That's the first thing. It wasn't even the dad. If you were a dad or mom or just a parent in general and your fucking kids and significant other went missing, wouldn't you freak the fuck out and like be like, I know they're still alive. We got to you'd be like burning shit down to find them. There would be a manhunt. You would there would be mass groups of people out looking for these these kids and this woman. But this guy didn't report it, so that's your first sign. Second, he tried to say that they are just he came home and they were gone. Uh like dude, what the fuck? I'm like if they were gone and you didn't know where they were and you couldn't find them, why didn't you call the fucking cops? Like People don't just fucking... I mean, they can get up and leave with the kids, I suppose. But, like, this was unusual for, like, this family in particular, I guess. And that's why a family member reported them missing. I also think that uh, there was another story about the wife had, like, a doctor's appointment. And, like, didn't show up to it. Uh, So then the doctor's office was, like, trying to call her phone and shit. So they wondered where she was. I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard that. And then another thing, and I think this is probably what hinted at him doing it if they didn't have enough red flags, was that when the the criminal profiler, the psych profiler, was listening to this husband talk about his kids and wife going missing, he was using the past tense in some instances. Now... There's only two reasons you would use the past tense. Is if you lost hope, maybe, and you're pretty sure they're dead, like, I suppose you might use it. But if you're someone and they just went missing and you don't know what... If you truly didn't know what happened to them, you would be like, they are still alive. If you have them, I would like you to come forward. We will find you, bitch. We are going to find you. You know, like, he would be using this present tense, like no hope gone yet he this should just happen so he shouldn't have the past tense it's unusual for that reason but also if you did it you would know they're dead so your brain whether you are smart like psychopath or some shit or not and you slip up and use past tense psych profilers are pretty fucking well trained i'm assuming for the schooling and they're gonna catch that shit that's like easy that's like some fucking sherlock holmes shit though honestly uh listen like i wouldn't that's just amazing in my mind like he used past tense hmm that's interesting so i bet they were just kind of like talking to him and about what happened and he must have just used it and that person's like ah interesting wonder where the bodies are at i bet they were thinking of that fucking point like (laughs) i bet they knew exactly then and they're like this motherfucker did it I wonder if they just had that aha moment when they were talking to him and just was like, this son of a bitch did it. But I guess he, like, put them into a fucking oil barrel and the kids, at least. I don't know what he did with the wife, but... And he worked on, like, an oil-slash-gas, like, kind of plant facility. And they found these oil-slash-gas drums filled with the bodies because they didn't want the smell. And it had oil in it or something, some sort of... Uh, substance, chemical substance in it, and it tried to stop, he tried to stop, stop him from smelling. So they found him, and they've DNA tested him, and they're pretty, like, fucking sure that those are the kids, and the body is the wife. Um, 
It didn't say how he did it. I read that this one, like, forensic scientist dude said he's done so many, like, autopsies and DNA sample report stuff that he's like, I'm pretty sure this is them. But, um, and I'm almost certain that the kids were killed with strangulation. He's like, but I'd have to take more, um, tests or whatever to determine exactly what happened to them before they died. Um, so yeah, this dude fucking killed his wife and his kids and then like lied about it. And then these, uh, this couple that was like good friends with this family ended up like letting him spend the night at their house because at this point they didn't know he had done it no one did yet so he spent the night at this couple's house who has kids by the way staying in this very same house and this fucking like murderer stayed at their house overnight with their kids with them while they're sleeping soundly in a dark house with this guy and then they get up in the morning to find out that he then gets arrested and then they he confesses to it and they're like holy fucking shit like they could have been like Velisca axe murdered or something up in their house like they were so in shock it was the most like sad thing to hear this woman talk about taking him into their home and having him like freak out or or not freak out get arrested and then confess to what he had done and they just could not fucking believe it and uh I don't blame her and they were like we were fooled like we had no clue and they're like we just I don't know what would have happened I don't know like did he think about killing us in our sleep that's probably what they're thinking like that could have been really bad because if you guys don't know the story getting off topic now from the the Chris Watts murders we're gonna end on that shit because he's guilty and should I put him to work or uh execute him in my opinion so that's just my opinion study him but make him work or something you know um but on another topic the Velisca axe murder house dude that's okay so the Velisca axe murder case is it's unsolved never found the dude that did it or person that did it. I don't know if it's a guy necessarily I think it's a dude but it's just my opinion but so there's a town in Iowa called Velisca and uh, it's Villisca, Iowa. There's There was a family that li- lived in this house. And it was a couple and like three or four kids were staying in this house. Now back then, I can't remember exactly when they said this happened, but it was probably way back, like at least in the 40s or 50s. And in this smaller Iowa town. And they like were churchgoers really active in the church really active in the community so everybody knew them you know it's like midwest small town you know story or whatever so then what happens is they like have a normal day everybody sees them out and about they have like another kid or something two kids maybe staying with them that was like a family friends a uh, couple kids and they like go to sleep this like one Saturday night and then nobody gets up for church the next day now they're really close with their neighbors we're really close with our neighbors too and we keep an eye on each other because there's a lot of kids uh, around here and uh, this is kind of a smaller town where I live so we watch each other closely for weird shit you know 
And so back then, it's probably the same deal. And their neighbor was like, hmm, they didn't get up for church. That's odd. I haven't seen them since yesterday. That's really odd. Uh, so they went over to check on them to discover only that they had been murdered with an axe. All of them, the kids, the wife, the husband, everybody dead uh, in this house. Even the fucking babies. Like, what? what is, what in the fuck is all I gotta say to that? I know I say fuck a lot, and I just, it's a word that truly, uh, is close to my heart, and I'm sorry for that. But anyway, so they were all dead, especially, like, the husband, like, they thought he was a taller guy that did it, because, um, the axe came up and, like, hit the roof. They were swinging so hard. That the frickin' axe was chipped, had chipped wood into the roof top, like the the ceiling above the wife and husband's bed. Um, and he had hit him so many times, like you could barely recognize him. It was so, like, brutal. Uh, so either this person was, it was either personal, I think, or someone was, like, legit, like, delusional, like, insane that did this. Had to been. It had to have been, like, personal, or it had to be, like, they were actually, like, crazy, crazy for this kind of brutality and for to even the fucking kids. That's, like, the sad part. I, I can't stand shit with kids getting hurt in it. It's just, I don't care about adults sometimes getting hurt because we as adults, it's, it's everybody for themselves at that point, but not the kids, okay? Like, I don't. I hate that shit. It's like the same thing with animals. I like animals and kids better than like adult adults because they are uh sometimes we're shitheads and we kind of deserve stupid shit that happens to us because we're stupid. Um but this was like I don't even think it was this is not called for. This is just straight up brutality and I just don't know how anybody didn't hear that crap like the wife get done first and not scream because if you're sleeping in the same bed somebody getting chopped up that many times, I would wake right the fuck up. I would hear the moment someone crept into the bedroom. Probably. I would have heard a door open or something. So, I could just only imagine the horror that... I don't, I don't even know. Maybe the wife did scream and... You can only imagine how terrified those kids were. They also said that the murderer waited for like eight hours in the attic. And waited for them to fall asleep. That's that's kind of fucked up. That's what I meant by the Velisca axe murder with the Chris the Chris Watts murder because he stayed up in that house and they were like thinking, oh, this poor man, um, his family's missing. We're gonna let him stay at our house. He's a good family for a nice guy, whatever. That's what they were thinking. No, you just went to sleep in the same house as a fucking like like murderer. Like he killed his own kids. What the fuck do you think he's gonna probably do to you? Okay. That's all I'm saying, like. <sighs> but anyway. Um, so, like, it's just a fucked up uh, thing. and So that's the Velisca Axe Murder House. No one has ever, one time in our creative writing class, we uh, ended up like video chatting the guy that owns the house and he lives in the neighbor's house the same neighbor that discovered it he lives in their house next door to the axe murder house 
And basically, he like, um, uh, he, he says he does like tours and stuff through the house and, you know, upkeeps it, keeps it clean, keeps it completely restored the way it was. So everything's the way it was when the, the like the murders happened as much as possible. At least I'm sure there's, they've done like repairs and shit. But, like, no one's ever spent the whole night in the house, ever. And, uh, so my plan was, like, maybe, uh, take, like, a bunch of edible pass out in the house and, like, be completely unconscious for all the weird shit that's gonna happen. Or I could also see that, that scenario going down and me freaking out and leaving the house after, like, an hour. I could see that either way is fine. (laughs) maybe we'll do the maybe i'll go down there and i'll record the podcast while i'm in the house let me know if you guys want to do that like video chat me or text me or something if you have my number like let me know if you if you want me to go there uh and do the podcast i suppose i could do that at some point um let's see um so then, not only, like, is that creepy, but, like, I just, I just can't believe that, like, people would do that kind of shit. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm on a functional insane sometimes, because I don't want to hurt anybody. I just, like, I don't want to, like, f- you know, intentionally do stupid, mean shit to people. But I like, I don't know, I just see lots of crazy shit. I think I'm like cursed or like blessed or something. I'm just a magnet for like weird shit sometimes, guys. And uh, you're gonna hear a lot of crazy shit on here. Sorry, my phone dinged. Um, So we're at 42 minutes. Now, I found out that Anchor only has a 60 minute limit for a podcast. So I'm wondering if I'm going to cut it off at 50 minutes because the last one didn't want to upload right. But I don't know. Um, so yeah. This is... Uh, it's, it's been real. This has been an interesting podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I would go up in that Velisca Axe murder house. A hundred percent if y'all wanted me to. So just let me know. I might take people with me. We might do a little road trip or something. Um, yeah. It's just been some... It's been some crazy shit lately in the news. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do to that guy. But they gotta do something. Because that's just... It's wrong. But yeah. Uh, I might record another one later. It'll be more funny. But I just thought you should listen to some interesting you know, stories and some funny shit, and yeah, I'll record another one probably later. Let me guys, let me know what you guys think, and uh, I'll see you next time. Puckish Rogue out! <laughs>